Hey guys, and welcome to the Good Luck Have Fun Podcast, episode two. I'm your host, Kyle DeFrancisco, with my boys, Joe and Andy. How are you guys doing today? Fantastic. Wow. It's a Friday, can't complain. It's a Friday. Hey, don't give out too much sauce. They don't know when we record. Not yet. <laughs> Friday's, nah, Friday, Friday, 6 p.m. Friday, 6 p.m. Don't hit me up, swear um, to God. Yeah, guys, welcome. Uh, we're here to give you guys some talks about current video game news, have some debates, have some opinionated conversations, just kind of go through the news and everything you need to know. Um, today, we got some we got some things to talk about, not too much. Um, unfortunately, mostly bad, some kind of good. Some kind of um, not so, not so encouraging. But let's get into the kind of the mess so far. Uh, Andy, you want to kick us off with our game awards kind of mini wrap up that should have been a longer wrap up, but not much shit happened. Yeah, sure. So um, obviously Jeff Keighley's been hyping up these game awards for this year, as he should be. As he should be after the summer showcase. Remember the summer showcase where they showed off Halo Infinite and he did a really I good think- job during the pandemic the peak of the pandemic he kept everything super interesting yeah and he gave us an e3 moment it should, should have been gone or i guess it was gone yeah but anywho so we start off with mario just getting murked by <laughs> sephiroth the newest fighter in smash bros history yeah um i gotta admit i was pretty shocked when um for that reveal i didn't know what to expect but i was like oh shit okay so, now there's two final fantasy characters in uh smash let me guess joe you thought hey. it was waluigi Something like that, bro. (laughs) (laughs) They gotta do it, right? Waluigi's gotta be the last one. Dude, that's gonna be like the moment when Half-Life 3 is announced. Like, that will be that type of moment in video games. Like, social media will just kind of pause for a second in the gaming world, and nothing but Waluigi memes will be made. Bro, when they announced Minecraft Steve, Twitter broke. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. And no one gave a shit really about Minecraft (laughs) Steve, to be honest. I'm not not buying him. Yeah. Wait, you have to buy um, each character? You can do that where you can buy it. Spend 20 for all of them. There's like five in the pack. There's two packs. So if you want all the DLC, it's 40 bucks additional to the 60 for the game. Oh, Nintendo Holy got y'all fucked up. Yeah, I've never bought Whoa. a single DLC character. Could you like grind and get them in game currency no. at all? Fuck no. Yo, no. Nintendo is a is gangster, bro. They are G's. They know, hey, y'all are going to play this shit regardless. So yeah, good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. They know people are going to spend that. But anywho, next up, um, we got a trailer for the Initiatives Project, that we, the Ooh. quadruple A game that we've known they've been working on. Highly speculated, but yes, it was perfect dark. That shit's, that looked really good. Like that, it did. I, obviously it was just CGI. It was just, but perfect dark, the original and perfect dark zero are pretty decent games. And I mean, I don't know if they were worth rebooting in a quadruple A format, but it could be cool. I'm excited. Yeah, as someone as someone who's never played Perfect Dark, I'm excited to see what they do. You know. Have you seen that trailer yet, Joe? I have not. Uh, it's pretty no, sick. We'll have to send that to you. It's pretty good. Uh don't watch it in VR, you'll probably get sick. There's like a camera flying around doing all kinds of twirls and stuff. I think Joe's good. I don't know if Joe be No, I know Joe got the goggles that bring up his phone. He's be <laughs> Dude, sitting there. Yes, sir. Cardboard. I'll go grab it. What's up? Dude, those shits got those uh, flicker things we used to have with kids. The fuck out of here. Them shits used to be the first VRs. Them shits was hard. Oh, true, true, true. The reels. Um, one of the last things that we saw was Mass Effect. All they said was continued. Mass Effect will return. Yeah, like to be continued. We don't know what that means. I never beat Mass Effect 3. I played the first two and I played a little bit of the third. But um, it's exciting stuff to see Bioware going back to 
I think next week we should have our Bioware, in-depth Bioware talk. A little bit too many things to talk about today, but Bioware doesn't really have a direction right now. Like, they still say they're going to bring back Anthem. They just announced Dragon Age. Like, how big is that studio, man? Like, there's not that many people working on it that they can work on three AAA titles at the same time. Yeah, they could be getting spread thin there shortly. Um, News that I'm very excited about is Flight Simulator for Xbox. (laughs) Series X, yo, the first console <laughs> exclusive only for the Series X. Yo, Joe, you don't know about this Xbox life, bro. Hashtag Team Xbox. I'm with you, Andy. Nah, respect. Oh, no. represent, represent. Listen, y'all have nice PCs. When Flight Simulator came out, I booted it up, and it. I mean, the game ran. And, I mean, you can fly the plane, but it doesn't look good. Yo, when the, <laughs> when someone says yo, the game ran like it loaded up, like you know that shit was kicking. Yeah, exactly. So um, I'm excited. I'm a little surprised it's not coming out till the summer, but it oh, is wow. what it is. Yeah, they said summer this, 2021. Is this the same flight simulator that's on the PC, just getting ported? Yep, it's getting an yeah. Xbox release. Oh, beautiful. Okay. You guys I mean, like Left 4 cool, Dead? Man, that's like a really. I mean, we, when we talk about ambitious, we're going to be talking about Cyberpunk 27 or 2077 here. But that's a pretty cool game when you think about it, that you can go basically in Google Maps the whole world and be flying that shit. Now, you, how bored, you're probably going to get bored within a couple hours, but it's pretty dope. Yeah, and then your plane crashes as soon as you, like, get going because you're like, I'm out of fuel, or you go too high or you go too low. Oh, anyway, it's a anyway. real simulator. It's not like, no, just keep flying shit. Like, you have to actually fuel up No, you have to fly. Yeah, bro. I took off from, like, the airport that's, like, three miles from my house. I'm like, let me go to Baltimore real quick. And, like, yeah, I got to Baltimore, but I don't know how to lay out a fucking plane. Oh, <laughs> so you just oh end up, I'd like, be fucked. <laughs> that's kind of cool. Yeah. I don't think anything uh, else really... I... Yo, back in the day, side story, sorry about this. Back in the day, my grandfather had Flight Simulator like 2007. Oh, that shit was old news. Old news. <laughs> but he had the joystick and everything, like the joystick, the command. Oh, the center. setup? Oh, yeah, shit. The yoke. Yes, sir. And he said it's like, obviously today it's probably even better. But he said in 2007 that it was exactly like flying a plane because he was a pilot. Damn. He said it gives them the same feeling. I thought that was awesome. That's insane. So I can land a plane, ladies and gentlemen. I've done allegedly, it before. Allegedly. <laughs> you know? Okay. Yo, if so I see if Joe, ride, if if I ever see Joe as my as my fucking pilot, I'm getting out. I'm not getting on that plane. I'm not sitting down waiting for my ticket to be checked. Nah, son is crashing this shit on some like Hudson River shit. Sim, bro. I, last piece about this: when I was playing that flight simulator, I was going between buildings sideways. Yo, I, I mean. I think that's what we should that shit like it was Spider Man. <laughs> I'm nice. Uh, we should be the Flight Simulator podcast. We just keep giving updates with Flight Simulator patches and everything like that. That'd be tough. Give you the podcast within a podcast. But anywho, next up, um, the developers from Left 4 Dead or the creators originally are working on a spiritual successor called Back for Blood. Um, uh-huh. The first me and Kyle were talking about this zombie game seemed to be a common thread this year at the uh, Game Awards yeah. in terms of reveals. Was that the but cartoony one looking one? No, it was the very first oh. one. It looks just like Left 4 Dead. Oh, okay, okay. But um, they all yeah. melded into me after the seventeenth one. So yeah, there, there was what? way too many zombies. I thought it was twenty twelve. You know what I think is crazy? Back for Blood's probably gonna be dope. But Call of Duty has a better zombies game mode, and it's just a it's just the third game mode Yo, part of the you game. You are a wild boy. 
Yeah, Listen. you ever played Left 4 Dead 2, bro? Yes, sir. You're a you think Call of Duty Zombies is better? I'd play that a hundred times over. Joe's before just I a stan. Joe gets on this... me for being a stan on shit, but he stands a lot <laughs> of shit, man. Like he will go to bat for some shit. Yes, and I sir. respect it. I respect it. I mean, I definitely have more hours clocked into um, you know, Nazi zombies and stuff. But Left 4 Dead 2 is a special. It's got a special sauce in there. Like the multiplayer whoa, experience. Whoa, whoa. I don't like want to hear about no one's special sauce, bro. <laughs> you don't want to hear about that. the Valve special no, sauce? No, this is not Call Her Daddy podcast, bro. This is, is that, the, is that shit that's on podcast. the floor in Portal 2? God damn. Sounds like the ASAP Rocky shower scene, bro. Wildin'. <laughs> All right. Anything else from our correspondent at yep, the yep. Game Awards? We got, a, we got a couple more. We got a couple oh. more. All right. Sir. This is the R2, longest baby. short You guys up. big Vin Diesel fans? Oh, my yes, fucking sir. God. Yes, sir. I saw that one. All right. Joe, you like dinosaurs? Bro, second favorite animal, bro. <laughs> you like Vin Diesel with dinosaurs and some random little girl that I'm presuming is his daughter. I don't know. It's the old days. It doesn't make okay. any sense to me. Vin Diesel's been in more video games in the past three years than he has been in movies. All right. This guy's getting with a wild boy. First of all, and second of all, he wasn't a pretty good mo- uh, video game back in the day. Triple X, that one was hard. That's based on this movie, right? Yes, but the game was like pretty excellent for being a port of the movie. Um, I'm not playing this Arc Two. Nah, I'm good. Vin Diesel looked like he was drawn on to a like a mannequin. I'm good. Um, I asked this last night. I don't remember if anybody answered. When they say Arc Two, is there Arc One or is Arc One just survival? Yeah, Arc One's just a survival yeah. one. I'm pretty sure. Like so they've gone from like an open world Minecraft type to a linear story a la God of War, it seems like, is the transition here. Well, I don't know. Is there a story th- mode in survival evolved? It just seems like a like you spawn in and survive. Bro, Joe just said dinosaurs were his favorite animal, yo. Like, ask him. <laughs> I don't be rocking with no dinosaurs. Yeah, I'm the king in Ark uh, survival right now. I got, I got a throne and three dinos in the back, so... It, it it's not linear. You can take over the world in that game. Have you actually played sure, it? No. Yeah, bro. <laughs> okay, I didn't I, know. No, that. I, <laughs> yeah, no, you I, said that shit like you've been clocking in like hundreds of hours, and we've talked game, about bro. it. All right, yo. There's a cult fan base for that game. Like, there's it's a- surprisingly good. Like it it doesn't look, especially as like a viewer, it doesn't look all that, you know, enticing. Honestly, but. When you're actually there playing it, it gets pretty addicting. Hmm. Very nice, very nice. Um, there's announced the new Among Us map that basically leaked. that was fire. Oh, that's big ago. news. Now that that's big news. Y- y- y'all better put that top five. Top five. Top five. Um, top five. Did they say when it's coming out before the uh, end of the year, early 2021? 2021. I think they said early 2021. If I remember I think that's correctly. what it said too. I think it's no, cool. Let, I like that you can let, drop in anywhere after the meetings, like three different spots. I think that's dope. It's gonna create some. That'll more make it a lot more interesting. Yeah, and I'm betting. I'm betting the map's gonna be pretty big too. Yeah, but maybe not since you're spawning a different. Um, and to round things out, I mean, there's a bunch more I could go over here. Not really. Well, I mean, I say that there's the Swedish chef coming to Overcooked. Okay, like I huge said, announcement, right, bro? I was at Wobble when I said it. that shit. I thought I turned. <laughs> I thought I went to the wrong Twitch channel, bro. They started about the Swedish fish. I was like, what the fuck? 
like, no, I'm but uh, Master Chief. Master Chief and Blood Gulch in okay, Fortnite. Okay, yeah. We knew yeah. it was coming. We talked about it last week. Yeah, yeah. It happened. Yeah, yeah. But but then we got Red versus Blue crossover with Ninja. That's Crossover hard. with Fortnite. That's hard. I like to see that. That was pretty cool. I do like that they have the uh, the OG map in Fortnite now. That's hard. It's uh, and Fortnite's our monster, man. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, that, that about rounds it up. Um, Nothing to note from Nintendo. Nothing to note from Sony. Microsoft's the only one here that really showed off anything first party. Kind of really surprising to me, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of unfortunate the two biggest announcements. I guess the only one that really surprised anyone was Dragon Age with a, a big announcement. Like, that was a pretty big one that people were surprised about. Everything else was kind of predictable. Like, we knew the initiative was working on Perfect Dark. Like... We were like 90% sure of everything. You know, Tom Schreider was reporting that shit for, what, six months now. So, it's cool. I, I I was... It was fun night, I guess. I mean, it was cool texting you about it. Uh, uh, we, it could have been an hour and a half, two hours. Shout out my girl, Sid. That's really it. <laughs> That's okay. all. Oh, and Whooper oh. Watch. My Whooper Watch is concluded. Oh I, I saw, like... God, nine. she could have... She's <laughs> still on Whooper Watch. <laughs> Now, here's the question of the day. So, it's the Game Awards. You guys talked about the announcements. So, let, let's talk about the fuck? awards. Who gives a fuck about the award? What do y'all think about Game of the Year? That's my only question. Yeah, congrats. Your freaking... <laughs> your GOAT won Game of the Year. Yeah, someone on some industry shit. Um, is... I'm thinking the nominees... I want to look at the nominees. I don't tell you how many of them that I played. So I just like, beat The Last of Us 2. So it was what? Doom Eternal. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Ghost of Tsushima. That's good. Hades. Game. Animal Crossing. And Last of Us. Yo, why'd you played... spread your face at Animal Crossing, bro? That's mad disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's... Animal Crossing brought the world together. I was about to say, bro. That was during the peak of pandemic. Did I think it won. Animal Crossing no. won Best Family Game. I played it a lot. Joe, did you play The Last of Us Part 2? I played The Last of Us Part 1. <laughs> Just knowing that. Just knowing that. That shit's fine. Yeah, Joe, this was like, uh, you remember when Macklemore won uh, Best Rap Album over Kendrick? No. This is kind of no. like that. That's, nope. Damn. Animal Crossing's Kendrick? That's crazy. I don't, I don't think so. I think, if anything, Ghost of Tsushima would have yeah. been Kendrick, yeah. but I never played that. So. Yeah. yeah, that's really all it. I mean, games were... Games were kind of mid this year, yo. Nothing was like a standalone, like a standout game. Like there wasn't anything. Like there wasn't a clear cut like God of War. Like that was yeah, that was game of the year. It was kind of sec whoever second. What the year before that? What was that? Two thousand eighteen? No, two thousand seventeen. Like there, I don't know. Really wasn't excited about any of the awards this year. Yeah, I was. You know, one thing I expected to get was a release date for Ratchet and Clank ripped apart. Because they said that's a launch window game for the PlayStation Five. Th- Nothing. Yeah, I was about to say. I thought that was supposed to launch with the game. I mean, with the PS Five. They said launch window. Launch window. So. What the fuck does that mean? What the fuck's a launch window, bro? Joe, you're the, our PS Five correspondent. What's the launch window, bro? <laughs> launch window 2020 to next gen console. <laughs> that's the launch <laughs> of the PS Five. Let's go until PS Six comes around, bro. It's in that launch. It's that launch, launch window. window. Happens sometimes. It's yep. technically still now, launching. Speaking speaking of launch windows here. Oh, love Segway, the Segway King. Segway King. Segway. Halo Infinite. Halo Infinite. 
Let's has go. officially been delayed to what I would consider personally outside of the launch window for the Series oh, Jesus. X. Jesus. Okay, it's kind of fucked up, but you're right. You're not wrong. Oh, is that coming to PC? Yes, it is coming to PC. Oh. Yes, cool. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, you can relax. <laughs> Joe's like, thank God I'm so really... to buy a Series X. But um, yeah. So they they didn't give us a release date. They just confirmed what we all suspected, which is that the game is currently well being. I I don't want to say remade because we don't really know what's going on with it. But it's been through development woes, and they've had so much turnover in the leadership for the game that they've just they've decided to rework. I'm guessing a lot of it. Yeah. So they released some images. And they re- they showed a picture of some weapons. They showed a picture of a multiplayer map. Um, the game looks better than it did in that campaign section, just from the multiplayer map. It really evokes oh, yeah. that Halo feel feeling just from pictures. It looks crisp. It looks um, ray tracy. You know, like the lighting in it looked like it was had some ray tracing going to it. The the demo, I guess, or the reveal of the gameplay really didn't have that ray tracy feel. It looked like a Halo ported onto the uh, Xbox Series X with like upgraded graphics nothing like to next gen um yeah um we didn't say the game will be coming out fall slash winter 2021 so like so a full year it's a shoe in for november right like it's gotta be unless like something like, bad happens and it gets delayed again <laughs> like here let me take us out of the screen i'll look it up i think every halo's coming at come out in november right uh, halo reach did not come out in november okay Halo series. Let me see. Let me see if I can get. But mainline Halo games, you're probably right. Yeah. Um. I wish I could just get the release dates. They're not too simple. Um. Yeah. I I think you're looking at November. I think they're gonna hit that holiday window. Um. I think they're gonna want to make sure that their multiplayer is 100% right because up until now we thought the multiplayer was not releasing. With the game, right? I think they we just thought it was campaign, and then the multiplayer was coming later. Well, I hope not, because multiplayer is what I would want to spend the most time in. Plus, it's going to be free-to-play multiplayer. Right, right. Well, that's why I thought our original um, estimation when it before it got delayed, when it was a launch title, that it was only going to be the campaign. So it's nice that they delayed it for that, and it's nice that they kind of gave us an idea. They can they didn't just do the crackdown thing when it was like, hey, we delayed it. It's gonna come out eventually. Just wait on it. So I'm cool. Yeah. I mean I mean, um pessimistically optimistic. Um so let's see. Halo three released in September. The first two were in November. Halo three ODST September. September Halo Reach was September. So we're looking at a September, November, October if we're going on past releases. Um, I say, yeah, I say late October, early November is probably what you're looking at. Be, uh, I'll be there. Yeah, I'll be no, there. I'm excited. Uh, I'm glad that, as we're going to talk about here, we're a game that probably needed another 12 months to curate or six months to curate. I'm glad that the team realized that just because it's a Halo launch doesn't mean it's a good title. Like, if you were just rushing this to be a launch title, it could have still flopped and it could have really fuck shit up for your franchise and halo yeah, 5 could have killed the ip halo i mean sorry halo infinite cannot miss if it misses you bet it's basically going to be a legacy title at that point so then maybe he'll be in smash you excited for it, joe you know i haven't really gotten into halo so i played i played a little bit of it and i think the multiplayer is kind of fun but i don't think from what i've seen of the new halo you know it would give me more excitement than than a new Call of Duty, if that makes sense. So, 
you know, not really a Halo fanboy, but obviously I'll play it, especially if it's on Game Pass. And I think that's the the uh, what they're going with. So yeah, that's the key, right? And especially your friends are going to be playing it from Xbox oh. to PC, so you'll you'll play it for that first month, and then probably. And the thing is, you didn't really get into it back in the day for the campaign. So whatever campaign really comes yeah. out now, granted, it's kind of a new chapter in the Halo uh, story. You're still not going to have the ties to any of the characters or Master Chief itself. It's like the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, Mandalorian's tough. Shout out to Disney and their investor meeting shit. What do you mean? What are you doing? Fucking gang signs over there? I'm saying no spoilers. I'm like three episodes behind of the Mandalorian. Oh, I, haven't, but... I haven't kept up. I'm how, dude? I get home from work on Friday and I watch it because that's what he's doing. Somebody right in my house is flagging. I'm not gonna say who. <laughs> See, that is the best part of not having a girl, man. Is that you don't have to wait to watch shit. Like Joe, you can just nod your head. You don't gotta contribute to this, bro. But if I had to wait to watch content, like I'd be so pissed. Like I can't listen to this podcast because we listen to this together. Fuck! Like I'd be sick. It would be sick. So shout out yeah. to Joe being married. Um, <laughs> you're lucky your girl's not a gamer because I would never see you be like, yeah, honey, we can play. <laughs> we can play it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, yeah, Halo's cool. Uh, let's stay with Xbox here for a second, and let's get into the news of Xbox X Cloud finally, finally coming to iOS and PC coming next year. I've been waiting for this. Apple stopped being hoes. Congrats, Apple. On no, Apple kept being hoes, bro. Explain. Okay, so the way that you know Apple created a rule set. And Microsoft said, nah, I don't want to listen to your rule set. We're just going to do this browser-based solution instead. So you go to GamePass.com, <laughs> log in with your account, and go, like Stadia, rather than having to have an app on your phone specifically for streaming. Right. And that's the workaround. Okay. Well, so they just because kind the internet's free. Right. Okay. Right. So it's technically not an app. It's t- It just works on iOS yeah, yeah. Okay. It'll, it'll work. I guess it'll technically work on anything that has an internet browser. Yeah, at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's long overdue for it to be on PC. Screw iOS. Um, I mean, it's going to be cool that I can play it on my phone, but I was really excited to try it on my PC since it has the Ethernet, you know, cord into it and hardwired and everything. I want to see how that works. Um, I think this is big. I mean, we talked about a little bit last week how streaming is the future. And once that starts actually kicking up and. I've always thought that xCloud was kind of the ace up the sleeve Xbox had over the other two. Uh, not necessarily Nintendo, but, you know, kind of talking about Sony. So I think it's awesome that we finally get to see that on a uh, on probably the system that's going to be most utilized on for the most part, and that's probably PCs and mobile phones of Apple, too. You know, people, most people still have Apple phones, so it helps. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited. I think a lot of people have the ability now. Like, my computer can't run games to a point where I would be satisfied. That's why I have the new consoles. Mm-hmm. Um, so being able to now be able to, you know, play games on my PC mm-hmm. through streaming instead, yeah. as long as there's no lag or anything, I'm with it. Go ahead, Joe. I was just going to ask a question, and you guys are talking about iOS, but if it's browser-based, would Androids be able to have the same service? Androids can run the Xbox Game Pass app. They have actually an app on their phone that runs the service. App when we said Apple's being hosed, okay. they're not allowing that app to do that. 
because they don't allow like streaming stuff with their apps and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the way the Apple wanted to do it was saying, oh, we'll let you do it, but you have to have a separate app for each game. So just for the Game Pass catalog, in total, you download over 100 apps if you were to have all of them. Yeah, like what the fuck? Even though it would just be streaming. Yeah, you'd have to share revenue with Apple as well, of course. Yeah, so it's a workaround. I respect uh, Microsoft figuring it out. And I think bringing bringing your Game Pass anywhere you want, if it realistically works, you know, granted data restrictions and internet connection, that's fucking huge, bro. Like, that is insane. Granted, you know, some people might say the Game Pass library lacks in quality games. It's more quantity and quality at times, but... Like Skyrim's coming to it. All the new developers that they just brought on, all their games are going to be coming to it day one. And the fact that, you know, I could take it on a trip with me. You know, let's say you want to go, you're going out somewhere, freaking, let's say some stupid state like Florida, and you're going down there and you're in a hotel room. You bring your laptop, but your laptop really can't game. You can still play your games in the la- in the hotel room that night. I mean, there's just so many ways you just look at it, and it's just going to create an ecosystem that is unlimited at this point. It's nuts. Yeah, as a kid, it's all I wanted. You know? Just take your games and anywhere. Now right? I'm an adult, and it's yeah. happening. As a kid, all I wanted was a nice PC that ran games as good as the adults, the professionals. Bought that PC, and now I don't need it. So. Let's go. <laughs> nah, you'll still need it, bro. You'll still Sandy, need it. You're trashing all the games. Let's go. You know, I wonder if uh, streaming games, like not necessarily say it goes full streaming. I wonder if the download size for games um, decreases. Like maybe it'd be a hybrid thing. Like even if you don't want to go full X Cloud, like say you only need 60 gigabytes for Cyberpunk instead of 120 now because the other 60 can be streamed at a less bandwidth rate than that other 60 gigs. I, I wonder if that's kind of a thing, way to get around the whole storage debacle we're having recently in gaming. I think it, it could definitely be considered as an option, but people do have de- data caps. So I don't think it's going to become yeah. something that's necessary. Yeah, shout out, uh, shout out Comcast. It's lit. Yeah, you got them now too, Kyle. I saw it was all the East Coast basically is getting data caps here. Yep, yep. It's lit out here in these streets. Yeah, Comcast <laughs> is great, man. Great. Pay so much money for them and they just keep taking shit away shout out great service though um anything else you want to talk about xcloud i mean it's uh no but i got another fire transition ready oh go ahead bro oh, that's excellent all right so we were nah. just talking about game streaming sorry hold up andy real quick yo joe don't ever make an excellent <laughs> joke about x i'm not gonna do this with you on this side bro not we're not having this each week because we're gonna talk about i thought Xbox. i could slide that in i thought andy was gonna no i peeped just gonna slide, i peeped bro. bro go go andy all right, all right, all right. Cutting that shit so, the neck now. We're, we're talking about game streaming. You know what game I want to play on streaming after experiencing it? It's Cyberpunk 2077. Because apparently on Google Stadia, which the game is out on, that seems to be the best place to get the best performance without having a beefy PC. Oh, wow. I don't, I don't know if that's a for the Cyberpunk conversation? <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Andy. What, what platform did you play? The Series X, right? Yes. I purchased the game on my Series X. Now the game, the game runs an Xbox One X version on the Series X. It's not a Series X optimized version. Not yet, right? It is the uh, yeah, not later, yet. It comes later. later. Next year. 
So I think I've had a relatively good experience. Um, I've had some hitches with loading, which doesn't make sense because there's an SSD. But like the loading is quick. The game runs fine. But um, these visuals, man, they're they're all the advertising that they use. They're probably running that shit on 3090s because it looks nothing like the advertising. Like it's still pretty atmospheric and the game can look good in certain environments, like with the neon lights in the city and it's kind of hazy and dark outside. It looks cool, but it also just it doesn't live up to what I envisioned in my head. And maybe that'll be different when the definitive or not the definitive, but the Series X version comes out and the PlayStation 5 version comes out. But what we really, really, really should talk about are the base consoles and the performance for those. Yeah. I'm going to be honest here. Let's take a couple steps back here uh, since we're kind of just knee deep in cyberpunk at this point. Um, We were all communicating on Monday when the embargo lifted. It left a really bad taste in my mouth how they handled the Monday to Wednesday of, well, I guess not even just Monday to Wednesday, really how they were getting the codes out to people and how they were allowing them to review the titles, right? So if you don't know, up until the launch of Cyberpunk on Wednesday, right? Or Wednesday, pseudo Thursday, you could not use original content, original game clips, original any playthrough on reviews. You had to use CD Projekt Red given um, clips in your reviews. Now, granted, probably not that big a deal, but it's kind of like you're trying to hide something there. You know, when you go out of your way to do that type of shit, it feels kind of shaky for me. Um, and then also to realize that no one got any console codes to review. It was only PC codes. That's like, uh, I feel like you should be able to like, I don't know, pick. Like, I get maybe not wanting them to all review it on PS4s or Xbox Ones. I get that. But then I even have a PlayStation 5 code ready or an Xbox Series X or S code. Kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. I was like, ah, what are you hiding? Now, again, giving CD Projekt Red the benefit of the doubt. They've earned that. And then to then realize come Wednesday night, Thursday, that you can't play these games on these base consoles. Like, you just can't. Like, it's not worth... $60, $60, it's not worth $30, it's 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 like you're playing an alpha early access type of a game, and when especially when you see how it's looking on the PCs and the other consoles, it's a completely different game. It's making me hesitant to then purchase it on my computer that can run it great. Like, I don't know, if they were just to be transparent about all these, I'd be okay. But the fact that it felt like we were being bamboozled, hoodwinked, ran astray, run amok, um... I can keep going. Um, it just felt weird to me, but like buying it, like, I don't know. It just, I'll let y'all talk. I kind of just want to get off my chest. It was kind of weird. What do you think, Joe? Well, no, I, I think I'll hit it right, right. Perfectly. I think, you know, when a game like cyberpunk that has been hyped for so long, gives out review codes and then doesn't let people be creative in their reviews, showing gameplay, stuff like that. I think, I think they knew that, you know, they were going to find some problems in the game, especially on these console versions. And obviously after the game comes out, uh, people start playing them and posting their experiences. You know, it just showed that that was the case. You know, consoles have terrible time running this game. Um, Every version of the game has glitches and bugs that can break the game, make you have to reset your, your save. Just things that, you know, from a game that's been delayed so long, 
you really shouldn't have. You know, at this point, delay it again. Delay it another couple months. If you can make a day one patch or a day two patch that's going to fix these bugs, uh, you could you can delay it, it and, and make these. Let's bring it up. So, <laughs> no, I think the way that they went about it, they knew that people were going to be upset with how the game was going to be released, um, and they wanted to make the best of that. And and to me, that that was shady. Absolutely, dude. They could like in theory, we we're like, yeah, this game probably should have just keep getting delayed. They're publicly held. They can't keep delaying this game. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. this game was supposed to come out like what in June? Even before that, like April. March? April. Yep. Yeah. So imagine if that happened. See, I think their initial timeline was to release this in April, and then they have what, six months to work on the next gen versions or whatever. Yeah. And by them keep delaying it they get to a point where okay the base game has to come out because their shareholders obviously aren't very happy with them and we'll get into that in a second and so now like the people with the new consoles i mean we say new consoles these consoles have been out a month the xbox came out a month and a day ago today but they're still new consoles and people want to take advantage of that power that they just bought so it's just a lose-lose situation for them and the fact that um I guess the way they optimize the game for the base consoles, which I would say is probably where a majority of people play on the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One, more so the PlayStation 4. Especially since no one can get the PlayStation 5s or Xbox Series Xs, yeah. Yeah. And the the game runs like this bad. I would be livid, bro. I wouldn't buy it. Like, this happened to me with Control, but I kind of knew it was going to happen to me. So I bought, um, the game came out Control by Remedy. It was $40. It was $40 the week it came out at Target. I'm like, well, it's 40 bucks. The game just came out. Let me just buy it and see how it runs on my Xbox um, One S. I played, I don't know, five or six hours of it, and it just got to the point where it ran so poorly. I'm like, fuck it. I'll just wait till I get the new console that it'll run fine. And that's exactly what I did. I've been playing Control now that I have a machine that can actually run it. And it's but that's game, how it's going right? to be with Cyberpunk. But yeah, it it's a great game. Kind of ruined it for you a little bit, though, you know? Yeah, especially when I popped in the game, like, what the hell am I supposed to be doing? Yeah. But that that's another story for another time. But, I mean, these 24 frames per second running on these consoles looking like a PlayStation 2 game, it's it's just ridiculous. Here's a great question. If the game runs like this now, what do you guys think this the game looked like in April? I don't know. I don't know if it could look much worse than it does on base. You know, uh, I think... Let's say this. I think they screwed themselves with the timing they released on two fronts. You released it so close to the release of a new console during a pandemic that you had to release it on older consoles, right? You want to got a big enough player base to just release on the new consoles. Well, right? bro, in 2012, when they announced the game, the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4 weren't even in existence. Yet. Right, right. So like that like the entire like length it was this is always an Xbox yeah. 1 and a PlayStation 4 game first. I get it. But what probably happened was probably towards like 2017-18 they started getting the developer um boxes for both PS5 and the Xbox Series X, kind of what it would be uh moving forward. And they probably said, "Well, we're going to want to optimize it for that and we can just scale it back. It's easier to scale back than scale up, you know what I mean?" Um so that's probably what they thought in theory. They didn't realize going too much gave the diminishing return to how much you can scale back. There was almost too ambitious in their Series X and PC versions that going back to the regular PlayStation 4s and 5, uh, Xbox Ones just wasn't feasible. Um, 
yeah, man, I, I you know, I don't want to say I understand why CG Project Red did what they did. To Andy's point, they're publicly owned. At the end of the day, the sure. bottom line kind of dictates what you do. You know, there's not too many big time developers anymore that are privately owned or can make their decisions you know kind of swiftly you know valve is kind of really the only one we have left at this point and you kind of see how they move they don't release games for they still haven't brought out half-life 3 any publicly owned entity would have had half-life 6 already out not let alone half-life 3 or half-life 4 or 5 um but we have this conversation and we always talk about uh the quote from miyamoto a delayed game is eventually good. A rush game is always bad. Like it's just these these companies got to realize you're stepping over a dollar to get the twenty cents. Like take a step back and realize there's money to be made with making a perfect Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven for everybody. And if that means waiting an extra year, so PS four and PS and Xbox ones are obsolete and everyone has a PlayStation 5, then that's what they got to do, man. Like, doing what they did right now and fucking up the rollout for the most hyped-up game in forever should be the least of, like, the worst option. That should be the option we throw away at the meeting right away. I don't see a positive in that. But, you know, when money starts getting to a hold, you kind of get what goes on. My dad talked to me yesterday about how the two most recent games he's been excited for have been Marvel Avengers and World of Warcraft Shadowlands. One game decided, you know, we're going to we're going to portray that we got our shit together. We're going to meet our goals. We're not going to push back. And that was Avengers. And that game released broken with no content and fucked and 98% of their fan base no longer plays that game anymore. Like it was the biggest drop in PC gaming history curtail it to now Shadowlands, which is the only World of Warcraft um, expansion that has been pushed back, is now probably the smoothest World of Warcraft launch ever. Like, in any expansion. No hard crashes, realms were open up, and they're getting love for it. Like, these these business guys gotta realize how this video game shit works. I'll shut up again. I'm sorry for taking up 20 minutes of your time. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. You're right. But um, another, like, I guess... The way the game has been advertised, if they were to push the launch outside of Xbox One and PlayStation 4, that would be unprecedented. I don't think they could have gotten away with that. What do you mean? Just going away from the... You're saying going away yeah, from... Yeah, saying, the... okay, um, this game's been in development for too long, and now the game can't run on these consoles, so we're just not going to release it. I mean, think, like, pre-orders and all... Like, I don't know... A lot of people, you know, play digitally these days, but pre-orders are huge. They announced, what, 8 million people pre-ordered this game? Yeah. And I guess mine counted because I pre-ordered it the day before because Xbox wouldn't let me pre-download pre the game Yikes. like normal. But that's another story for another time. But I just, I don't think that would have been a feasible option to push the... I think, I think it might have been better. Happened, you know? Yeah, but, you know, The Witcher 3 when it came out was also a buggy mess. I mean, they spend time fixing these games. Go ahead, Joe. No, I... I was just chuckling at Andy's remark about Xbox not letting him pre-download the That's game again. That's fucked up, right? Yeah, and you know we're we're saying all this. They really did mess the rollout up, and and I think that if the game was released in a better state, the reviews would be off the charts. Because at the end of the day, from what I've seen, people do really love the game. They just can't stand the state it's in. Yeah, 
Like they really want to love it, but they can't because they're blocked by these glitches, bugs, visuals, stuff like that. So, you know, this game might still go down in history. It's one of the best RPGs of all time. Uh, it just might take a while for it to get fixed. And personally, I plan to still play this game once everything is taken care of. So we'll just have to see, you know, what CG Project Red can can come up with as a solution. Yeah, this is going to be their baby for like the next year or so. And I think you're going to see a lot of improvement. Oh, yeah. And I and I went on a fucking eight minute rant just to say, yeah, this game is going to, to Joe's point, be eventually really, really good. And it's going yeah. to be really, really awesome. And <laughs> I guess my biggest problem is that if Bioware, if Blizzard, if uh, Naughty Dog, if anyone else, sorry, if Bethesda would have released a game like this in the state right. on a console, it's it's. Like, how much shit Bethesda got for Fallout 76? It's comparable. I mean... I've seen people call this game Cyberpunk 76. I mean, bro, like, <laughs> I'm seeing just as many bugs. And honestly, 76 was an online game, so you can almost understand it a little bit more why there might be some bugs with it. This game is a solo game. Now, granted, it's more ambitious than 76 was, even being a solo game, but... I don't know. It's eventually going to be good, just like Fallout 76 is good now, just like Destiny was good, just like Destiny 2 was good, just like every other game that comes out is bad. But it's like, I don't know. You could add something really special here. Wait yeah. until I mean, July. imagine if Breath of the Wild came out like that, like the way Cyberpunk is. I think Nintendo would have got leeway just like CD Projekt Red is, but it wouldn't have been as special. And you're no, relying and on people to revisit a game, you know? Not, exactly. You know, you get this 10 million people up front. What if only three million people go revisit it? It's I don't know. No. Yeah, that time when Breath of the Wild came out was a special time. Everyone was playing it on their switches. Oh man, it was great. Yep. And there was there's so much in that game, you know. Joe and I, wants I to say something bad about this so bad. He wants to say something stupid about Breath of the Wild so bad. <laughs> Try not to. Bro. I see you him, know. yo. I see him. Oh man, 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 man. You guys got me. No mad. slander on the pod. You're lucky. No slander on the pod. Not yet. I'm slander. No, we can slander. Go ahead, bro. I'll slander. Ready? Uh, the Last of Us? Not that great. <laughs> no, what Andy said last week about Witcher 3? That was, oh, that was flagrant. Wild. That, like people can't have opinions about genres, bro. That was no. wild, right? Now, I respect your opinion, and it was a wild boy one, but hey, nah, one of us got to give a crazy opinion every week. Oh, yeah. So go ahead, Joe. Quick go on title. that ledge. Go on that ledge. Listen, Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I right. can't do it. So many people love that game, man. Ah, <laughs> oh, pussy. I haven't played it to, to really hate yo! it. Yo, that's what I, that's what I love about now. Joe, yo. That's what I love. Joe will not play shit. He won't hear shit. He won't see it and say that shit's trash just to be funny. I fuck with my boy. This shit's a cartoon. Trash. <laughs> I thought it looked dumb until I started to actually look into it. And like I got the Switch pre-ordered, I'm like, well, this is the game that I'm going to be playing. But anywho, um, I guess maybe if we want to circle back to The Witcher Three, it's kind of I don't know if you guys have ever seen Shit's Creek. It's on Netflix. No? no. Well, a lot of people hate the show when they first start watching it, but once they like get past that first season, it's like a slog. They like immediately fall in love with the show, and that's that's how I feel like maybe it's the same thing with The Witcher Three. Like, you just have to get into the game, do, like, a certain yeah. number of quest lines, and then you're in. Yeah, that's how most RPGs are, too, you know? Yeah. They don't 
you know, in, unless you're playing the first person shooter action adventure shits that start out right away, all RPGs take. Well, bro, I'm four hours. hours into Cyberpunk and I'm I'm still in the prologue. <laughs> Fuck. Jesus. Fuck, because I got Assassin's yeah. Creed and shit, bro. Fucking yeah. that game was just as bad, bro. Just as bad. All right. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Round up. What you guys been playing this week? What you been playing this week, Joe? So I've been playing more Spider-Man. Playing some of that. I've been playing uh, Call of Duty Zombies, the Superior Zombies Experience. All right. Let's talk uh, about the real game. How's how's Spider-Man treating you? Ah, uh, it's good, man. I actually like what they did from the previous uh, Spider-Man from the PlayStation Four. Tomorrow, uh, they definitely they definitely upgraded it in terms of the combat having flexibility in what you do um and the animations and stuff it's really good and i can definitely see a difference now that i've played it a little while just how much they've upgraded it so so you, did you beat the first one remastered yeah yeah I beat so it. now you're playing miles morales exactly interesting yep. tough, and then tough. then uh i'm still still waiting to play god of war i'm sitting here <laughs> itching to play it as we speak tough 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 that game will suck you in too. Back to a Sony fanboy. Back to Thank Sony you, Sony. Fanboy. Thank God. Sony so Tony. you've been uh, you've been rocking just Cyberpunk this week, Andy. Yeah, I only I only sat down and played it. It was actually Wednesday night before the game came out. I switched my Xbox to New Zealand. Took a little trip. Played it for the evening. Oh um, boy, Yo. Yeah, gamers are last so night wild. was the Game Awards. Last night was the Game Awards. Yeah. Tonight we get home. I watched Mandalorian. Catch up on some podcasts. Now we're doing this. So I probably won't get to play it till tomorrow. Pod on pod on pod. Yeah, I was uh, I You're was playing. Talk about wow, some World of Warcraft here. No, no, I actually haven't played any what? World of Warcraft. Um, I've been playing nothing but Immortals: Phoenix Rising. To be honest, oh, that game yes. is in pretty good, pretty good. I really like it. It's really good. So obviously, you like Breath of the Wild, right? Yeah, yeah. So you're saying that Immortals takes a lot from that game? It's the same game. Besides, Do just you get not the same the... feeling. Like it's not as it's. Just like if Breath of the Wild didn't exist and this came out as is, would you feel this would be a goaded game? So the only reason I would say not is because it doesn't feel as immersive of the area, right? Like um, Breath of the Wild, like if you wanted to find out what was over there, you had to go over there, right? With this one, you can kind of scout out the area beforehand and kind of just go to points and just figure them out from there. So the exploration doesn't feel as grandiose in this one as Breath of the Wild did. The combat is better in this, in my opinion. It feels cleaner. It feels more um, um, responsive than Breath of the Wild did. Um, you know, if I had to put it, Breath of the Wild is 10 out of 10. I'd say this game's 9 out of 10 with it it's just a step down yeah. to be honest that's awesome. it's not like i'm having i'm having more fun playing it because it's a more approachable one like it's it's not that it's easier but like just how everything works it's easier I is do it like, linear no no you i i tell you what man i haven't done a main quest line in like eight hours of gameplay like oh. i'm just doing a bunch of different other shit just to level my dude up so when i go do the main quest i'm much more the character development's a lot better in uh, Immortals than it is Breath of the Wild. Like, how your character actually grows and how you can actually change his gameplay to fit what you want to do rather than Breath of the Wild. Now, granted, nice. with this, it's kind of like uh, 
you can get all the abilities at some point if you just play enough. It's not like a talent tree where like, ooh, if I pick this point, I can't go get that point later on. It's kind of like, oh, this is how I play now. Later on, I can spec into this shit later. But it's good. It's really, really good. It's uh, definitely worth my 10 bucks a month that I'm paying to Ubisoft for right now. For sure. So anything else you guys want to talk about today? Any last little bit of news, tidbits, anything you want to go off your chest? You want to get on a little rant like I did? Go ahead. Feel free. I think I'm good. I'm going to look here at my YouTube um, headlines for any clickbait. Oh, shit. But, good. Yeah, say it so um, it gets into the algorithm. Go, go, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out Valkyrie. Yeah, I was about to say, shout out Valkyrie. Shout out Valkyrie. Content creator that we were. Woo. Shout out Sydney. Hey. 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 said, hey. I think I can't find anything. I think we had it all. Among Us, Fortnite. Question, uh, question, right before we wrap up. Uh-huh. Back to back to Cyberpunk. Back one, one more to time. Life, We're back. Back to reality. Cyberpunk released kind of shittily, very shittily, whatever you want to say. It's going to be a great game one day, right? Yeah, Maybe. Do you think AAA titles see this launch and change their approach to their games? Do you think games start to be released more complete? Because when I look at this, I'm reading this article here. Cyberpunk has already become profitable, well overpaid the development costs, and it's been in development. Andy, you said 2012. They announced that they were going to be their project. I don't think they started really working on the game till the last Witcher stuff. You got years of paying people to develop this game. You got marketing. You got all the stuff from this upcoming year. You're already profitable. Does it really matter how you release a game these days, or is it just let's get it out, start making money now, we'll fix it later? Well, the gaming community. The gaming community is very harsh, and they don't forget things. So, yeah, they might have been profitable this time, but, I mean, if they try to, you know, they're going to, I guess we're going to be more weary and maybe not throw the money at them as quickly next. But maybe we will. We don't know. Cyberpunk was so unique in the development process and the year that it came out. There's no way to know. So you have to be cyberpunk. Like Andy said, you have to be the most hyped up game in the past three years, four years. Um, you know, let's take Bioware for example. Bioware was at the peak of all RPGs. Um, what would you say, seven years ago, six years ago? They had Mass Effect, Mass Effect one, two, and three. Maybe people didn't like how Mass Effect three ended, but it was a great game. Um, Dragon Age was killing it. Everything else they were making, you know, the Star Wars MMO, great. You then have a couple flops with uh, Mass Effect Andromeda and then Anthem. And now we're saying that that studio is on fire and doesn't know what the hell they're doing and we're wary about their next titles. You get, I think you get a couple mess-ups if you're great. I, I think there's only a couple studios that are allowed those couple mess-ups. I think Rockstar, I think Bioware, I think Naughty Dog are allowed a couple mess-ups. And some don't mess up, like Naughty Dog and Rockstar. Um, you mess up more than once or twice you will soon become the blizzard that we're now having to gain back people's trust. You know, um, I don't think it's a good method. I think to your point, let's say, let's say to bring it back, Immortals dropped with all these bugs. No one's playing it. It won't be profitable. No one's buying it in next six months. No one's buying it in three years, unless you are cyberpunk. That's I me. Mean, I think that's the only time that you can actually even think about releasing it too early. Good question though. I mean, I think I think that's a question that people are start thinking. Like, again, it's a numbers game. 
do the numbers match that we can sell enough right now and fix it later? Or should we reconvene and the numbers will look better in our favor? Yeah, I saw Jason Schreier. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to agree and ask another question because I like doing that. So, Andy, you go ahead and now ask my question. Okay. Um, Jason Schreier, I think he's the one that tweeted this today. That these AAA games are coming out in what, I mean, appears to be without being named early access. Do you agree with that? In the in the case of Cyberpunk specifically? Are you, oh, so you're saying that these games are actually in early access without being deemed early access? Yeah, like maybe they should release it as early access. That way the critics aren't there. And it's like, well, you're playing a game that's not done yet. Go ahead, Joe. No, I think there's a couple games that did that. I mean, how long did Fortnite say beta when they were making $100 million a month? I think it still you know? says beta. Now, see, beta beta is a workaround I, well, on the consoles because if it's in beta, you can put out patches without having to, like, forego. Certify them. Yeah, certify them. Like, if it's in that beta. So once you go to a, an actual game not in beta, you have to, like, get them through a bunch of processes. But... You're correct, though. Early, it was still considered early access up until like season four or five. Yeah, yeah exactly. I think there's other games that we've played. Kyle, I'm pretty sure we played. What was that game where you die and become a chicken? Realm Royale. Realm Royale. Bullshit, dude. I mean, that said early access. That had good I elements, think, man. And that game wasn't buggy or slow. It was ran smooth. It was almost complete. They just say that so. You know, nobody can hate if something's wrong. Life is all about expectations. If you can set someone's expectations a little bit lower, you can reach that bar a little bit better. Yeah, and there's a there's a part two to this, and this is the really wacky part. These early access games maybe charge, you know, the game cost is going up to seventy dollars here shortly. Charge sixty, and then once the game's in a version one point oh state, like an actual version one point oh state, bump it up to seventy. Oh, That's so how you, you. I mean, so you get a little bit of the benefit of coming in at the ground level, and then seventy, yeah. you're paying a premium. And I mean, you're for... you're suffering potentially for going through the buggy experience, but you're able to play it. You're able to help the developers because think of the QA on that. If that would be worth ten dollars per paying customer. Yeah. I think uh, this is the double-edged sword of games and services. You know, like we think games and services as just like Destiny because they bring out new patches. Yo, this would never happen 10 years ago, 15 years ago, because you couldn't fix a game once yeah, you released it. wasn't it, possible. You know? <laughs> now that they can actually fix these games, you're. this is kind of like Kanye remastering an album. Like, you're kind of opening Except up Pandora's box. you don't, you don't box. really want Kanye to remaster an album right now. No, but with, uh, with um, The Life of Pablo, it made it better. So, you know, you know I don't know. It's wild. Uh, I don't think it's good practice. I think gamers suffer. I think uh, it's it's just short-sighted to me, but I understand it because it's business. Business is usually short-sighted. Yep. Any other All questions, right, my question. Yes, sir. Of course. Of course. This, this is the question I had earlier. And I'm going to start this by saying that, obviously, gamers are more connected than ever. I think if you're a gamer, you're generally on YouTube. You're generally watching things about games. So uh, think about that when I ask this question. For the average gamer, you know, part of the 8 million people who are buying Cyberpunk. Do you think those gamers are aware of CD Projekt Red? Do you think they care about the studio that it's coming from? Or is it just a game? Because we talked a lot about, you know, CD Projekt Red's reputation. You know, if they do this, the next game that comes out, 
Now, people are going to be saying, oh, do you remember Cyberpunk? Am I going to pre-order this or should I wait? Um, do you think a, a casual gamer, an average gamer, is worrying about who the developer is or do they just look at the title itself and their decision to purchase? Go ahead, Andy. I think the short answer is yes. Um, a casual person, like, okay, let's say I'm a casual college student. I get home from my winter semester. I finish off my semester at home because of COVID. And I have two weeks to do nothing. I'm going to buy Cyberpunk because I'm not informed and I don't know that the game's in a broken state. And I spend $60 on this to play it on my, boot it up on my PlayStation 4 and I can't play the game. And I try and I'm mad. And you know what? I get back to school or I talk to my friends. Oh, did you have fun playing Cyberpunk? Bro, I couldn't even play the damn thing. That's bad word of mouth. It spreads among casual people. And, like, you know, a lot of people aren't as techie. They expect things to just work. They don't know how to troubleshoot things. It's kind of crazy. But I think, yeah, I think it could have an effect. Also, one more thing. Sorry, Kyle. I know you're about to talk. Okay. Um, CD Projekt Red doesn't have that. I mean, really, they're not that long-lived of a studio. Um, The Witcher 1 and 2 were nowhere near as widely... um regarded as great games as the witcher 3 they were also known for being buggy messes so i mean things are kind of in line and maybe i just think that you know the studio has grown expectations but things are things are where i mean if you were a betting man things are right in line with where they're supposed to be i'd say yeah uh joe i think the casuals the majority might not know who cd project red is i don't think it really sticks with them i think to your point that they will say this game is bad, it'll be a one-off, and they're not going to really know. But to your point, I think where it might become a little different here, because we're more we're bigger average fans than we're bigger fans of video games than the average fan. Like we we watch the intricacies, we see what's going on in the gaming industry and all that, and we we keep up with it. I think where you're going to start seeing is where to your point earlier was the content creating is going to become more of a widely known thing and i think people are going to be consuming more things like the good luck have fun podcast you know maybe linus maybe all those guys that start talking a little more informed about games kind of like how you have in sports where it's like oh i watch first take i'm maybe not the biggest sports fan but i watch first take like you start understanding like oh i know who the offense coordinator is for the Dallas cowboys now like it's just the little intricacies where you consume more content of it even though you're not the biggest diehard fan of video games or not like a geek like you start understanding that. So I think the more we get into it, the more we understand about games. But it's gonna be hard because every other entertainment business, like we never know who the producers of a movie are. Very rarely. Like unless it's a Disney movie, then we get it. But we don't know the difference between a Warner Brother movie or a, pa- a Paramount movie or any of that. We kind of just show up to movie and like, oh, it's a good movie or not good movie. Now, if you're a geek and you like movies oh, this was a Disney movie and Disney made a crap movie, now it's gone. But if I go make a video about it to all the casuals, then that's kind of where the domino effect's going to occur. Yeah, I agree. See, that's that was my thing. I think we're so connected now that, you know, even the most casual of gamers will go watch a review on YouTube before it's released, you know, a non-spoiler review. And those people reviewing are obviously really in tune with the gaming industry and can you know, say their concerns, especially if it's about a publisher or developer. So, no, I agree. Um, I think it's a lot different than when I was, for Skyrim, for instance, I, I wasn't thinking, oh, 
you know, Bethesda's coming out with a game that's going to be dope. You know, I just saw the title for what it was. Amazing game. And you saw everyone talking about it. And you were like, oh, Skyrim's dope. But now, you know, when Bethesda announces a game, my eyes go right to it because I have a good a good, you yep. know, idea of them in my head. So I think it's different today than it was. And I think yeah. that the publisher, developer, whatever you call it, does matter. Yeah. Yep. It's it's going to keep going to it as people get more into gaming and gaming becomes more approachable in every single way. It's just going to be the norm. That's why you need you, Joe. We need you as the casual gamer to let us know what the casuals are thinking. Listen, my job in this podcast is great. You guys say, hey, Joe, did you see this? Did you hear this? I say, no. That way you can explain it to the audience. I give that casual vibe back. I <laughs> yeah, love don't it. research shit. Just show up. Respect. <laughs> yes, sir. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Anything else, boys? Anything else we want to talk about? Shout out PS5. I know Amy's right. got to get the fuck out of here. I gotta go ice my some mouth. Eggnog. I've just been fucking talking for the past three and a half hours. Fuck. Um, Alright. Thank you guys for listening to the Good Luck Have Fun podcast. Make sure you guys follow us on all the social medias on below. Um, we are now on Spotify, Apple Music, and Google Podcasts. Shout out to them for finally yes, authorizing us. And make sure you guys are listening to us there. Make sure you guys go check out the YouTube. It's lit. It's popping. We out here giving you guys great graphics. Don't, you know, if you want to cover the middle there's some ugly ass motherfucker in there but we out here living living the dream uh appreciate you guys listening and thank you to joe and andy for being here with me tonight it was a pleasure my boys my boys my boys all right catch you guys next monday hopefully too much shit happens